do it. Just go get a half meal. Leave the toy in there. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you ready? Funny. Expensive. One and a. Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Check out the Big Bang Theory on 6.30 on Sunday at CBS. <laughs> no, don't. And Jim. We are The Funny Fan Club. Doug Funny is his name. Today, we cover episode 40, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 40... Part two's title is Doug's Big Feet. Football! Give me that title. Football! 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 <laughs> Look, okay, so we need to clarify that football. it is spelled F E A T, not F E E T. That makes Sam get even. Look, I know we all have the things that get us going. That Mike, Sam, what is your favorite? The football. My, well, hold on. Jim's is the football and Sam's is the accomplishments of others. (laughs) (laughs) And Jim, if you're asking me what is my favorite, the football, it is the game Blood Bowl. (laughs) Boo, nerd, kill. Yeah. Detroit Lions. San yeah. Francisco Patriots. Link to Dilbert 3 in the description. <laughs> yeah, I love that we both just started doing that <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> that should tell you uh, what our brains are like. Dude. We're incredibly <laughs> healthy and powerful in football. Anyway, yeah. football. One thing I skin. need to note about this episode is this is the return of Coach Spits in Your Mouth. Finally. And Coach Spits in Your Mouth, very early on in the episode, has a shot of his huge dumper. Yeah. <laughs> there are so now, given, many characters. Yeah, given that, that. that this is also the episode where Phil had a giant dumper like, <laughs> in part one. I this is just the episode of big fat male asses, and I'm here for it. Big boy season, baby. Summer is coming around. It is time to sit back, relax, and ease down the crack. There were so many butt shots in first part one of this, right? Oh, yeah, and you, this episode almost like it almost begins with a shot of Coach Spitz's ass that has an outline too. His butt crack has the outline. <laughs> Yeah, so many, it always does that. Like, every character has a butt crack outline in this show. (laughs) Perfect. I also think this is one of the better episodes of Doug. Yeah. I think it's one of the most boring episodes. (laughs) From a structural, like, plotting perspective, I think it's one of the better ones. Yeah, like, sure, it sets up everything it intends to pay off and does an okay job in doing it. The animation has, again, been kicked up a notch. Like, they very clearly went to significant effort to make this not look static. They was a bunch of work put in. And the various characters are set up solidly. Mechanistically, it's fine. And then you get to the dialogue choices, and who boy? I had some actual, like, laugh-out-loud moments in this episode. Wow. I did, but mostly it was because of the 
intense homoeroticism that fucking suffuses this episode. <laughs> like, holy shit. I mean, look, it is structurally sound. There's no, like, glaringly crazy parts, I think. But that's uh, There's why a couple of them, but they are called out as such in-universe. Sure. But, like, that's that's the thing. Like, they're, they're intentionally making jokes. They're intentionally going for things. And I think that's why it's one of my least favorite episodes of Duck. Yeah, this is a technically perfectly acceptable episode of a children's show, aside from the subtext. Sure, sure. And which, you know what? Congratulations to them. They found a way to put together a decent episode of this TV show. It only took them four seasons. Yeah, I don't like that. I wanted to. I'm waiting for the bad times to come back. They will. Title of the episode is also Doug's Big Feet. Of course, but What's it's an intentional. It's an intentional gag, though, right? Like it's yes. it's an intentional double entendre of mm-hmm. like his feet, and he's doing something big and cool. I gotta I gotta figure out if I actually like this episode on its own merits, or I like this episode because there's so much uh, homoerotic stuff. Right. I think that's what we're there's a lot for. of like we'll figure this out as we go. Yeah. Oh, there's boy. enough weird sex stuff that we were going to be on board regardless. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> So yeah, well, let's... heads up, dear viewer, <laughs> if you find weird 90s homoeroticism and making fun of it not your thing, eh, you know what? We did an episode about the Big Bang Theory one or two ago. Try that instead. Well, so this is the football episode, the return of Coach Spitz, and it begins with a pan shot over the school, the, the massive campus, and Coach Spitz overseeing a bunch of kids doing jumping jacks on the football field. This is understood to be P.E. whatever. Yeah, and but it's funny. I think it's like some kids are allowed to do some things and some kids are allowed to do other things because also like the jocks, that being like Roger's pals, are just throwing a football around. And, like, Doug and Skeeter are trying to kick footballs, but you can still hear the kids doing jumping jacks to, like, a chant in the background. Right. right? They just, they have Doug and Skeeter having unsupervised, like, kicking time. (laughs) Just because when you ask Doug to do jumping jacks, he starts zoning out and issuing his weird mantras. Just starts screaming. Being horny for Patty. Being horny for Patty. I just wonder, like, because there's no way that, like, all those kids, because they're in, like, rows, right? They're, like, set up in rows. There's no way those kids were like, hey, I know what would be fun. Let's all get together in a square and do jumping jacks while Coach Spitz glares Mm -hmm. at us, right? Who hasn't wanted to do that with their boys? (laughs) With your whole class. Also, did you guys, did they let you do, like, a school-sponsored, like, team when you guys were in elementary school because in my place in, in the middle of texas you had to try it do like peewee stuff it was a separate yes. group this I is don't absolutely remember. another case study of they forgot this wasn't high school right Got yeah it. that and and they forgot it wasn't high school because there's like traveling football and stuff yeah, what, right? yeah there's right. traveling football and also there's kickers and there's full contact football <laughs> yeah like this is again going back to that previous coach spitz episode where for the purpose of this episode, we are forgetting that 11-year-olds cannot physically do most of the stuff in this episode. Right. Hell, fully grown adults can't do some of the shit in this episode, but we'll get to that. <laughs> well, so Doug and Skeeter are having a kick-the-ball time, uh, and Doug can't kick it for shit, but Skeeter keeps encouraging him to try it more and more. 
The way Skeeter's animated here reminds me of when you take a movie that's in 24 frames per second and you bump it up to 60 frames per second. It's very <laughs> uncanny valley to me. Yeah, there's this weird, normally this show has a lot fewer keyframes between things happening and suddenly just they bumped up the budget like crazy so Skeeter can go and scamper and get the ball. Do you think that's what is disconcerting about it, Sam? Is that there's too many frames? Yeah, he smooth walks. It's he smooth like walks. it's so disjointing. I don't know. Maybe I, I might be the only person that noticed this. No, I noticed it too. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Is it only Skeeter that's doing it? It's only Skeeter and only this one like one second, two second sequence. Really? Yeah. I don't think I paid enough attention. The rest is fine. Like. I, I don't, I mean, this might just be me being weird, but I mean, the rest of the episode's <laughs> fine for me. Oh, yeah, like, not like the rest of this podcast. Right. <laughs> There's some degree of when Coach Spitz throws a tantrum, he's also relative, he's better animated than he ever was, but last time we saw him, the budget was a quarter of what it currently is, so shrug. Sure, yeah. Well, so he's, they say that Doug has tried this 46 times, but number 50, or sorry, excuse me, 56 times, but number 57 is going to be the lucky one, and he goes to kick it, and his shoe flies off, and both the, sh- like, the shoe lands in Coach Spitz's face, but then the ball actually goes through the uprights. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't. We'll note that kicking a field goal is a very fucking thing hard to do. Very fucking hard thing to do. Contrary, <laughs> contrary to what video games will tell you. Yeah, it's fucking hard. thing hard to do is in fact what kickfold Gilgal and am. But also, it's a thing that they didn't actually establish where Doug was when he kicked it. Like, if he was on the twenty yard line, then. Okay, good for an 11-year-old. If he was at the 30-yard line, holy shit, amazing for an 11-year-old. If he was at the half-field line, holy shit, kid, you're a phenom. I think that's what it is. I think he's at, like, the 50-yard line because we see a shot of where... So the, 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 the shoe that flies off of Doug's foot lands on Coach Spitz's head, and Coach Spitz is at, like, the 20-yard line, and he's talking to Patty, right? So that tells us that Doug is yeah, Doug far further, further back. Yeah, further back than that, yeah. And, and so Doug is far further back, and also the, the, the shoe went in, like, an arc, right? And it went downwards and landed on Coach Spitz's head, so it flew well further than uh uh than than it took like before before it got to coach Spitz at the yeah, 20 that does right? make sense doug is exhibiting his uh fantasy zone strength despite not actually fantasizing about anything in this case doug may be going through puberty gross well also maybe he's like so shortly after this we'll go into a fantasy so maybe doug was like beginning the fantasies ah. right because we know that doug's fantasies play out in real time so maybe he was starting to fantasize. Yeah, maybe point. the rest of this episode is just one big fantasy. It could be. There aren't a bunch. There aren't that many like actual fantasies in this, right? No, there's just the one. Yeah, there's just the one. In the beginning. It's extended yeah. and weird, but yes. Well, so as the 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 shoe hits his head, Coach Spitz is yelling at Patty because she's not able to kick in the big game tonight because she has a broken leg. What do you mean you can't kick in tonight's game? You can use your other leg, right? But the doctor said I should stay off it, Coach. That quack. Where does he think I'll find another kicker for tonight? See, Coach Spitz actually made me laugh in this episode, and I don't, I don't. 
don't That's because like. he's a big pervert with a big ass. Yes. <laughs> Your favorite <of> thing. <laughs> Whereas in the previous one, he was a caricature of Southern masculinity as an entity of all-encompassing terror. In this one, he is an object of fun. Also, like, congratulations for letting a co-ed uh, kicker be on your team. I don't think that's true anywhere, but good on you, buddy. Well, I think the lore here is that he realized that Patty is one of the only good athletes in the entire school from the baseball episode, right? Yeah, yeah. and he must be the same. Must be the same uh, gym teacher for everything, yeah. right? As she is great at beatball, she must therefore necessarily also be good at kicking footballs. I mean, she's good at every sport. She's probably also the running back and the safety and the yeah. wide receiver, <laughs> probably. Yes. We do see Chalky Studebaker does the Mr. Perfect from WWF and throws his own ball that he catches. Chalky <laughs> is both a quarterback and a free safety, which is an interesting arrangement of positions. Right. So that means I, I think the only two good players on the team are Patty and Chalky, right? Mm -hmm. Which is really a lost opportunity for the episode because having it established that Roger like actually did something on the team would have allowed for, you know, one of the yeah. classic Doug character beats, but yeah. fuck it. Roger's yes, just there. B-E-A-T, you miserable fucks. There's not a beats joke. I'll see you in hell for this. Roger's feats. Thank you. Oh, my God. There we go. <laughs> now stinky we're green feet. But Roger's feats do occur in this episode because he is here, but he doesn't do any feats because he doesn't mm -hmm. actually do anything. Yeah, right? And Percy Fumer doesn't make him piss his pants anymore. That's yeah, a good point. Which is odd. There should have. Oh my god! There should have been some. So okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold this on. is the return of Percy Femur, gentle viewer. He comes back okay. at the end of the episode. So let's discuss Percy Femur's canon when we get to him. Yes. But because I think there's a lot of timeline implications for this episode. Yes. But so we know that this one must come after the baseball episode where Patty shows that even a girl could be uncoached. Yeah, that much baseball we team. know, whether it is before or after Percy Femur's prior appearance, great question. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Unless Coach Spitz thinks that baseball is inherently a male sport while football is a co-ed sport. Ooh, that's a good point. Maybe <laughs> yes. that's what it is. Okay, okay. All right, that makes sense. Go with the showers. The football showers. <laughs> yeah, those are the co-ed ones. Well, uh, so Spitz is like, all right. He, he goes, he sees the, the kick that Doug does, and then he says, hey, you're the new kicker now, and he just totally fucking shoves Patty out the way. He's like, fuck you. Doug's the new kicker now. You're injured. You're dead to me. That's basically what it is. Uh, and so now this puts Doug into the first and only fantasy of this episode. He imagines basically playing in the Super Bowl as Doug the Toe Funny. And he's super confident as Coach Spitz tells him to kick a 99-yard field goal. This is absolutely a reference to some 90s movie because Coach Spitz is dressed up in a weird suit and hat, which is definitely a call out to something, but I can't tell you what because isn't I, it that green bay packers coach that's super famous didn't he dress like that or vince I, uh, lombardi maybe yeah. i don't know what he dressed like because i don't care and the packers will one day be destroyed we should have asked sports person on for this episode <laughs> i'm a sports person <laughs> hey mike what's a football uh it's the thing that you that you kick in this episode <laughs> 
Good job. Nice. It's, Got it. It's, 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 used, Congratulations. it's used in popular video game <laughs> Blood Bowl. And back to being executed. Moving on. <laughs> you will never get an expansion team into Bloatsburg at this rate, young man. Indeed. <laughs> well, so Doug imagines this and he walks past the cheerleaders, that being Loretta, BB, and Connie, who all faint as he walks past. And nobody slays more than a fucking kicker. And then he walks past Patty, who is also a cheerleader, and she just fucking stares at him and doesn't faint. And then yells, go toe, when he finally looks at her. Go, person who stole my job. Yeah, that's the fucked up thing, right? Is that consistently throughout this episode, Patty becomes a cheerleader when she's really like the star of the football team, right? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) And then some random nerds do a cheer for Doug and contort their bodies to spell Doug. They're us, and we should demand your respect and adulation. We are the Funny Pet Club. We come to every day to watch our favorite player. Not funny is his name. C O U G D. I mean, I'm pretty self-absorbed, right? But I don't think, every time I have a fantasy where I think that I'm actually cool, I don't have a fucking cheerleaders chanting my name. <laughs> you I do, however, have a squad. Of, yeah, I have a squad of random people who do, however, have to snap their spines into the shape of my name. <laughs> yeah, you don't want me and Jim to spell Sam. <laughs> if you want to, I don't imagine I mean, you doing it. It's on the though. S. It's possible to do that one without dying. Right. I mean, we don't want to do that, but <laughs> just assume <laughs> you imagine that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And you can have a dog be the A. <laughs> oh, boy. <Sure. laughs> uh, well, anyway, so they do this, and then Doug kicks the ball, and it flies into space while an opponent holds on to it. Just kill the guy. Yeah, just, just like whatever, The animation man. here is good, and the gag is acceptable. Okay, good on them. Yeah. It's this this like is relatively a consistent fantasy, right? Like this is sort of believable, not ultra horny, and like I mean other than And then there's a uh, reference at the end. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense cuz he says when asked what he wants to do after saving the day, he says he's going to Funky Town, which Dog is a call never fuck. This is not canon. It's like that guy when that guy said he wanted to go to Disneyland after the football happened. Yeah. I was thinking about this though, like, what if you didn't see the business episode where Doug introduced Funky Town weirdly? <laughs> like uh-huh. you, and you're good. just like, what what the what fuck, the fuck is, is Funky is- Town? <laughs> I'm gonna go to Pound Town. <laughs> Like, I'm imagining that someone just thinks about that and they're just like, what, like the song? Or <laughs> like, you're going to go to a disco? Just a confused six-year-old taking notes in his, like, school notebook. I mean, like, what is Funky Town? <laughs> <laughs> That's what our notes kind of look like. Reminds just, me to Google it when Google is invented. It's <laughs> like, we're taking, they're taking notes in our Lisa Frank binders that we put Doug stickers all over. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, what is Funky Town? <laughs> it's not too far off on how I spent my my, my childhood. So. Yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> Mine were Ninja Turtles, I'll have you know. 
Power Rangers. I'm actually wearing a Donatello headband right now. Super Mario. <laughs> oh man. Let's list products that we recall from our youth. Can I tell you a quick Super Mario story that I just reminded me of? Please. So when I was a very young lad and I went to an eye doctor, you know that thing where you put your, your face into like the like look through and see like when it gets clearer and less clear and stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, the two, there are these two women who are running the thing and they were like, haha, we should have made that picture into a bunch of naked ladies for you. And then what? I looked and then I looked at them and said, nah, I'd rather it be Mario and Yoshi. <laughs> Your brain has been really strong since moment one, huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to jack off to Mario. <laughs> and Yoshi. What's Yoshi doing to Mario? And then I think the women were just like, okay, <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> just had to excise that from my brain. Uh, so we get back to the real world, and Doug is getting all cocky with Skeeter. He's like, hey, yeah, Coach Spitz wants me to kick. And Skeeter, and he gets like all insulted that Skeeter doesn't immediately agree, right? He's like, don't you see how big this will be for me? (laughs) Yeah, I like this part because it's like showing Doug being comically stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And then as Skeeter pokes him a little bit more, suddenly reality reasserts itself and Doug returns back to being a scared tiny child. Oh, shit, I suck. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I forgot I'm awful at this. (laughs) That's literally how they play it and I love it. Coach Spitz wants me to kick for the big game tonight. I heard, man. What are you going to tell him? What do you mean? Don't you know how big this is for me, Skeeter? I mean, I'm going to be the guy. Oh, man. I thought you couldn't kick for beans. Oh, man. Skeeter, you're right. It is good, right? Because And because it's so sudden. He doesn't argue with Skeeter over the point. He gets insulted that Skeeter like doesn't believe in him for a second because he's an asshole. And then quickly, immediately after Skeeter says, you suck, dude, he's like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> ah, damn it. I forgot briefly. It's pretty good. Uh, well, so then we just like cut to Spitz's office, right? I guess Doug went there to go tell him that he can't kick because I guess the fantasy of being in the Super Bowl took like an hour. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was just sitting there until the end of school. And Skeeter was just staring at him, waiting for him to come out. Skeeter was his accountability buddy. Yes. (laughs) Well, Doug is in Spitz's office now. And he tells him that he can't kick. And then Spitz bares his teeth at him and smushes the tomato in both of their faces. Oh, yeah. Impressive (laughs) power move by Spitz. Yeah. That's that's right. Smush me, daddy. So that's basically what this conversation turns into. Because Spitz is like, before every game, I do prep work of smushing vegetables. And he says, here, you try it. And he hands Doug a tomato, and it just sort of, like, squirts onto the floor badly. I mean, he does it. <laughs> he does it, but it's not it also, Yeah, powerful. Doug gets his squirt on and just makes a sad little mess on the floor. Yes. And he says, guess I'm just not much of a tomato squeezer, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Subtext. 
And well, then go on. Spitz starts to say some more stuff. He says, What's he you- say, Mike? <laughs> You're a tiny boy, and you'll always be tiny unless you confront your fears head on like a man. Okay, Mike, what does he, what does he tell him to do next? Yeah, he stands up on the desk in front of Doug's face, and there is a very weird upward angle shot uh, of Spitz's upper torso, and he points <laughs> downwards, and he says, Now come here! <laughs> you're a flaccid boy, and you'll always be flaccid until you confront your fears dick on like a man. Penis. Ugh, and I guess he says to come onto his desk, and they stand on the desk together. And he says, now how do you feel, boy? And Doug says, stupid? Yes, <laughs> actually got a laugh good. out of me. Got it right. That was good. That yeah, was that very was good. Very good. Congratulations. We can end the episode. We're done here. That was the first one-liner that Doug has ever done in the show, possibly. <laughs> and it's yeah. quite good. It's very good. And it's because he's just like, yeah, the, he, they're recognizing the absurdity of what's going on. Yeah, they're right? playing Spitz as the absurd character that he is. Yeah. Right. Whereas previously they were playing him seriously as someone to be feared. Right. They were playing him as a voice of legitimate authority. Right. Well, a voice of legitimate authority that is wrong. Whereas in this of one, course. he is just a fucking moron. And right. as such, at a much sillier legit moron. As such, they can be done for comedy. <laughs> yeah. And they lean into it hard. Like they they obviously start the tone with the tomatoes and then they keep like they, they layer it on where even a dipshit like Doug thinks he's an idiot, right? Yes. Like it's good. This writer apparently wrote for Saturday Night Live. Ah, wow, okay. all right. Well, I guess he's learned some because this isn't his first Doug episode, right? He's written no. since he's written since season one. Yeah, he's had he did he has, he only has one other Nickelodeon Doug show, and it's Doug's Cool Shoes. No, he's written a bunch of the Nickelodeon ones. Well, according to IMDb. Anyway. Oh, okay. There might be that might be the only one he actually likes, and Doug's cool shoes <laughs> was bad. Uh, wait a minute. Oh, shit. I'm lo- we need to cut a lot of stuff. I wrote the wrong one. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, that was the last episode. So, okay. I'm going to re- rewrite this. Let's go through everything else he's written. This is the only one he's written. <laughs> I've got him on IMDb as Doug's cool shoes, too. Right. Oh, he may have just been a co-writer on that one. All right, I fucked up. Ah. This is the only one he's written. <laughs> Let's calm down, relax, and remember that 90% of podcasting, like football according to Spitz, is a mental game. Yes. He says that up here on my desk, you should feel tall. You should feel like a big man with no fears. That's right. <laughs> now squeeze it like you mean it, boy. God. <laughs> That's right. Also, just chopping in here, like the football is 90% mental, objectively incorrect. Well, it's yeah. 90% mental injuries from CTE. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Most of football, in fact, is uh, the sport brought to you by anabolic steroids. Like, there's that gigantic scandal about, oh my God, everybody in baseball is juicing. We should stop this. You'll notice they have never instituted drug testing for football. There is a reason for this. Really? I thought they did, no? Ah Aha, no. Oh. 
Well, I was just testing you because I'm the sports guy. So I, of course, knew that. There are probably some specific compounds that are banned, but um, football is a sport that destroys people's bodies. And one of the biggest things steroids do is they let you heal from injuries faster. Mm. So if you banned steroids from football... You would basically watch as every roster ballooned by about uh, 300%. Because as is, usually by the end of a season, maybe half a dozen of a team are out on injuries. That number would expand considerably were it not for the marvels of modern science. I see, I see. Yeah, and that would make their team value go up too high so they wouldn't be able to afford wizards. (laughs) Unfortunately, you are... Vaguely discussing an actual thing that exists in football and is something that people complain (laughs) about about it because football is notoriously it is a makes a fantastically balanced league because team value must be very close to each other. And as a result, it's impossible to get enough good players on the same team. And also, if you have no interest in winning games you can just sort of linger on like a leech and just suck up uh, team money forever. And also there are wizards. <laughs> um, and so far as you can pay off the refs, yes. I just, I just Googled this. Uh, listen to these two sentences together. The NFL drug testing season commences on 420 of each year. A holiday for the smoking or consumption of marijuana or cannabis. Second sentence, the NFL is known to take the drugs test seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Very seriously. Like, uh, if you're caught with any of the non-standard intoxicants, then you could get very in trouble. Yeah, I do know you get booted for more time if you're found, like, testing positive for weed than you are if you're, say, uh, beating your girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, several objective cases of that in recent history. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, there's the kid who also there's the running back who beat up his kids too. They gave him a game off. Well, thankfully uh. that doesn't happen in Doug <laughs> because they only squeeze vegetables. All right, that's the only squeezing they're doing. It's <laughs> juicy, juicy tomatoes right into my awaiting face. <laughs> in between, I it's both of our faces. <laughs> Oh, we're so messy. <laughs> it's what we do to warm up before every game. <laughs> really, uh, really, really takes the edge off. <laughs> I gotta lick the goo off of Mike's face. <laughs> makes me so. It makes both of us so much less nervous. <laughs> nice and relaxed. Now squeeze it like you mean it. You might think, based on how hard we're going on this right now, that this is the end of this gag. Oh no, don't worry, it's going to get worse. Yeah, so Doug decides that he wants to start practicing. He wants to actually learn how to be a kicker. Which, I do like this because Spitz telling him, you do have to face your problems for once in your miserable life. Good. That's a lesson Doug should learn. And due to the structure of Jim Jenkins' universe... Spitz will be shown to be wrong for saying you should try to improve yourself as a human being. But good on them. At least he has to try. Yeah, he's trying. He is trying to change. He's doomed to fail, but he is trying. Good. 
And the fact is, is that at the end of the day, like I maybe the reason why this episode is so much different from most Doug episodes is at the end of the day, he doesn't just get out of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like he does a thing, takes action, and it wasn't just, oh, you should never worry about it. And he has his bones shattered by the entire Bloatsburg team. He uses his wits to win the day. Right. Yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah. It's this not the best Doug. Quail Man episode to date, not least yeah. because Quail Man doesn't appear. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so they he tries to practice and he's got like 3 hours until the game and uh he fucks up and fucks up he's, he's still terrible and can't do it. Uh and then he decides that he's going to go look for books in the library to help and he finds a field goal guide. And it says it's got 27 steps to kicking field goals, but the first step is just like incomprehensible gibberish. There's not even text in there, right? Yeah. And I guess this plays into that Doug can't read. Doug cannot right? read. This is known. So he can just see the pictures, and the pictures don't make any also, fucking sense because he can't read them. Like, imagining the person who writes the comprehensive guide to kicking a field goal, I do appreciate also that uh, just Doug's instinctive reaction, well, I don't know how to do something. Quickly, let me run to the public library. That's Quail Man, As opposed dude. to, I don't know, do you have any friends, Doug, who used to kick footballs? Like no. a girl or something who's currently tutoring you in math. He doesn't trust her because she's the cheerleader now. <laughs> she broke her foot kicking Doug in the face, so she can't talk to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how she broke the foot. Oh, no. His parents don't let him go to talk to her anymore. <laughs> Oh man. Well, anyway, so he's 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 it's he's reading and he can't figure it out and now it is time for the game. Uh Spitz says to the the huddle of players, he says, "Everybody grab a fruit and listen up." Yes, sir. <laughs> so everybody is holding on to fruits and vegetables and occasionally popping them off while they squeeze them while they listen to coach's pump up talk. <laughs> and so that's what they're doing in a circle they love it uh and so while they're talking about this spitz reveals that they have never scored a point versus bloatsburg before because everyone from bloatsburg is bigger better and braver than them And also, I mean, that's good, right? It's like it's it's also like laying into like legitimate hits, right? Like legitimate points in this uh-huh. episode. It's so weird. I guess it does make sense on retrospect that this is the only episode this guy has written, or at least is credited for on the wiki. <laughs> so I can't have this shit. Yeah, he's like, you're fired. We gotta we gotta get a magic hat in this episode. <laughs> Yes. Where's yeah? I bet you one of the cuts of this is that he found a magic football helmet in the, <laughs> in the library. <laughs> we have to have Doug uh, learning a wizard spell in the library. Yeah. Abracadabra! Uh, everybody in the football team gets dementia. Do you think no. we could have Doug wanting a really weird action figure for this one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. You think we could have Mr. Dink stare at him in the locker room? <laughs> yeah, can we have Mr. Dink come in and give him a football kicking robot? Yeah, exactly. 
that goes nowhere and takes 12 minutes. <laughs> no. Oh, do you think we could have multiple callbacks to previous episodes that make sense in the canon? <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, so they're, they're, they're squeezing all these vegetables. In a circle, together, all over each other. Exactly. Uh, and Spitz is like, he's, he's telling everybody that Doug is the new secret weapon. He's the new kicker. And he says that Spitz says that Doug has a golden toe. And this is going to be their secret weapon versus Bloatsburg. So in this, he's kind of like talking shit on Patty, right? Because he's like, uh-huh. we've never scored a point before because Patty was on the team before. And yeah. now we have Doug, who's better. The stakes are so low that they're actually funny. Yeah. yeah. The stakes are, I want to score against these monsters. <laughs> I don't want to win. I know I can't win. Winning yeah. the, the ideal of winning is pointless to pursue. <laughs> yeah. Please just put me on the board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Blitzberg pulls up and they have a trailer behind the bus that is labeled secret weapon and it's as big as the entire bus. And then the the, the, the trailer rumbles and who bursts out of the door, knocking the door down, but Percy Femur, that character that we know and love. Who is Doug's idealized version of himself. Yup. Who uh, who came from Bad Seed and is is Mr. Bone's nephew. And Mr. Bone is the referee in this game, which seems like it would be a conflict of interest, but whatever. Yeah, on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the trailer that Percy Fumer comes out, they use to make human growth hormone. <laughs> I think so. That's why it's so big, is because they're harvesting from him. Mm-hmm. It's like the Maybe. Breaking Bad trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HGH and Stepmouth. Exactly. And that's why it like rumbles as he breaks out because he's like breaking out of like the Frankenstein chair by him. Yeah, he's, he's jacking off. <laughs> oh, okay. That's not where I was going, but I'm glad you said yes and then said that. <laughs> you said he was jacking off too. You oh, knew okay. we were all going there from the moment this started, Mike. I knew we were all going there from the beginning of the first episode of this podcast. <laughs> and we've always been there since. God. Anyway, well, so everyone freaks out because they all, they say, a bunch of people on the Bluffington team say that they thought he was still in reform school. And so is that where he went after the first episode where we saw Percy Femur or is that where he came from? I think because I think he- It could be both. I think it's where he went. I think that makes more sense. It makes more sense intuitively that it's where he went afterwards, but it could also, due to timeline fuckery, you could place this before with no issues. Right. I'm not entirely sure. Not least because Percy is established as, okay, he's this gigantic monster everybody fears, but it's not like he takes a look at Doug and says, oh, you Exactly. Because he doesn't know Doug, he doesn't know Roger. Right? He doesn't talk to either of them. They might as well just be, like, random players. He doesn't talk to anybody. He only thinks of Ball. Ball is yes. life to Percy Femur. Maybe they didn't mean for this to be a callback. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? They were just like, oh, just just use that character. It's fine. Nobody's going to notice. But they specifically call him out. They have mm-hmm. someone in the team say, I thought that he went to reform school. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. 
So either that's that or it makes sense. Maybe reform. Okay, maybe this. Maybe reform school is not Bloatsburg school. Maybe reform school is where they send him to get his brain wiped, and then he went to Bloatsburg school afterwards. Right. So they say, "Oh, I thought he was still in reform school." They didn't realize that the mind wipe had already completed. Maybe the human growth hormone did the mind wipe for them. I thought he would. They were harvesting human growth hormone from him. You were. Saying. I thought they were making it in the lab and then pumping him full of it. Yeah, maybe it's both. (laughs) And his mind gets wiped through the process because of how horrifying it is. Who's to say? (laughs) Well, regardless, (laughs) Percy Femur is here now. Uh, And he stares at everybody. He stares at the other team with football in hand, and then he just fucking pops the football with one hand. And then, critically, his coach tells him to tie his shoes. Faber, tie your shoe! Oh, thanks, coach. It's a setup, folks. It's a setup. They're doing a setup. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) If this was any other writer, they would have just had... They wouldn't have had this setup. They would have had just come out of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) After Doug spent six minutes playing with the football-kicking robot. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, uh, then Spitz says to everybody, he says, Get on out there! Kill! 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 That Percy Femur's just a soggy tomato in your hands! We're not afraid of that 17-year-old boy. We've got a 10-year-old kicker. We're gonna squeeze him till he busts, damn it. We're not afraid of the guy who can pop a football with one hand. <laughs> Who makes an We've entire... We've got Doug. <laughs> He's got a golden toe. That's <laughs> worth a lot. Oh, we Patty's a cheerleader now. Now that she's not here weighing down this team of men, oh says God. Spitz. God. <laughs> well, they start the game. Uh, while Patty, Patty's I guess they don't make Doug punt, right? Because it's when you have no, to punt. there are no, pu- there's no punter. There is no <laughs> kickoff guy. Evidently, they have someone else to do that. They may have just briefly are called. Oh, right, they're eleven. They don't do that. Yeah, or maybe they just yeah because or no no no. Here's what it is: is that they so Bluffington receives right. So it would be Bloatsburg who was kicking off, and Bluffington never scores. So it's not like they would ever kick off again, right? They'd be receiving uh, the entire well, game. There would well, pardon me. There would be second half. They would get the kickoff. So. I guess that's true because they do mention that in like the third quarter he scored thirty points alone or something. Yeah, right? yeah. We okay. also see this once they once Bloatsburg scores once the score sits at six doesn't actually go to seven so either they're just like i don't need the extra point and dabbing on them or they don't have a kicker i think it's just that they just they decide they don't want to bother it would take too much time off the clock (laughs) to try and (laughs) gotta keep this running right like the rarely seen flex of you score a touchdown immediately get into formation and take a knee on the extra point attack. I think that's I think that's what they do. <laughs> we need that extra second of play time, damn it. I really think that's what they're doing. 
Uh, and and maybe in the second half, maybe Patty does the kickoff because they realize they say she I've only have... got one kick left in this broken leg. Yeah. They, well, Doug was too busy reading his book. They were like, "Fuck, we need someone to kick off." And Patty's like, oh, "All right, I'll kick it." Oh man. Well, uh, they Doug is just reading his book on the bench, and Skeeter is amped that Doug will never have to kick at this rate. Yeah. Uh, and Patty continues to cheer. She showed up on crutches and is in, like, a cheerleader outfit and is cheering for Doug. <laughs> Go, Doug. Read that book. <laughs> You're doing great. Hey, I knew you could do it, Doug. I knew you could learn to read. <laughs> He's holding the book upside down. She's like, oh. <laughs> he's, he's holding the book upside down, and inside the book, he has a copy of Naughty Boy magazine. <laughs> or he's just drawing. Well, well, Patty. well. Yeah, he's just drawing Patty's face in the margins. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, they they're they're constantly just nothing's working, and Percy Femur. Every everybody's bouncing off of Percy Femur. Like he's getting he's getting the ball, and then people try and stop him, and they just he just fucking stiff arms the entire team. Right? He just charges through them, completely unstoppable. They are like babies. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever players on the Bluffington team get the ball, the, Percy's only defense is to walk up to them and stand in front of them and they smash into him. Percy plays both the line and the backfield at the same time. <laughs> he does. Yes. And he barely runs. He just stands in front of people and they run into him in a 2D plane. Yeah, it's like John Boyce's is breaking Madden series where you have one team that are seven foot nine. And have all their <laughs> yeah. stats maxed out versus the team that's five foot three and have ones for everything. Right. Everybody's favorite. And his shoe keeps being untied and he keeps getting yelled at by the coach. Remember that. It'll be important later. Yeah. They keep setting it up. They're doing and they do three hits of it, right? So it's Yeah, they rule a three it for once. They they rule a three it. <laughs> but so anyway, it cuts to spits trying to introduce a play. He's introducing the double ego bon- bongo to fire away. And he says that it's just like football. <laughs> A great line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he says, well, he's just like drawing incomprehensible shit and then tells Chalky to fuck it and just make up his own play. <laughs> See, right tackle, end round like this, see? This guy pulls here, boom! This guy cracks back, bam! See, these two fly into him, crash! Guys are hitting and running all over, pow, wham! See, it's just like football, and you... Oh, who am I kidding? Chalky, get in there and make up your own play. He also has a football computer, which is probably a relative to Mr. Computer, who is not named... Uh, but it's basically an Etch-A-Sketch, and it has buttons on it for punt, pass, fumble, and touchdown. <laughs> Just hit the touchdown button. Easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you do it. That should be the entire play. It's just Coach yeah. Smith is like, guys, he like calls a huddle. He's like, guys, come here, come here. And he starts smashing tomatoes on the touchdown button. <laughs> <laughs> Not nodding with a big shitting grin. <laughs> Whereas, and then everyone on the team just starts smashing tomatoes in their hand and yelling like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Well, it turns out that Chalky's play is to just hike the get the ball hike to him and then he throws it over the line and then runs around everybody and catches it. This is the opposite of how football works, by the way. Football is legitimately one of the sports that is most demanding of pre-designed plays of all because it is impossible to tell what most of the other people on the team are doing. And it is very common in, uh, particularly even the college level, you see it less in pro level. There's something called the broken play where the receivers are running to places that they shouldn't be and the quarterback is throwing to where they should be. And oops, we got it in the wrong one. And you just see the quarterback throw an absolute bullet to nowhere. Football is a turn-based strategy game. Yes, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> Football is a turn-based strategy game, except for you call your orders two turns in advance, and if you miscommunicate those orders, well, sucks to be you. Well, that's what Chalky is doing. He was throwing the ball to where he will be shortly after. Chalky is traveling faster than is humanly possible, but fuck it, he passes to himself. Good for him. Yeah. And then I guess Percy Femur is the safety because then he just runs into Percy Femur. <laughs> Massive concussion for Chalky. It shows that. It shows that Chalky gets stars around his head. <gasps> and everybody starts cheering. Spitz and Patty and everybody start cheering because it is the closest that they've ever come to a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> And Spitz says, oh my god, okay, we're freaking out, it's time to do a, a field goal now. And Doug is like, argues this, he says, it's only first down, shouldn't we do more plays? And Spitz is like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you know, he says they'll never expect it, which is a legitimately good <laughs> line. <laughs> yeah, they'll never expect when we send this player on the field who's never been on the field. <laughs> And it's true. They shouldn't expect this 11 year old that can't stop losing his shoes while he kicks. Yes. But he's got We're at the 60 yard line, coach. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where Doug kicked it from last time. Uh -huh. Maybe Spitz only knows that knows that Doug can only kick it from here. <laughs> Maybe. Well, he they do it. They set up for the kick. And uh, they, this, they, Doug's shoe flies off again, and the shoe goes through the uprights, but the ball does not. Womp womp. And 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 Bone is is as the referee is careful to clarify that the shoe does not count. Oh, taking notes. <laughs> yeah, now we know. Yeah, I will give some small amount of credit for. Ah, we got its first down, coach. Uh, do we have to kick it now? Yes. It's the last thing they'll expect. Like, that's the kind of dumb football joke you'd expect. I give points for it. Yeah, it's good. Well, anyway, uh, Spitz comes on and he's pissed, right? He, he, he pissed that Doug blew it. He's pissed that he blew the entire game, even though it's the third quarter and, like, nothing's happened so far. And, and you decide to kick on first. That's your <laughs> yeah, fault. From the 60-yard line. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a bad kick for a 70-yard attempt. No, it he got, got the to... shoe through the uprights, yeah. man. And it, and it got the ball to the goal. <laughs> it was pretty close. It's the second closest Doug's ever gotten. Yeah, he asks, what kind of kick was that? And it's like, not a bad one. <laughs> yeah. And he just yells at Doug to get off my field, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And he does. And he's oh, and, and, and he yells to Doug. He says, don't touch my tomatoes. You've lost your right to fondle my fruits, boy. Oh. Squeezing time is over for Doug. <laughs> Doug says it was the worst moment of his life to lose the Milky's privilege. <laughs> and Doug just sits there for the rest of the game and watches Percy murder everybody until they're down 57 to 57 to nothing. Which come to think of it, if they're only scoring six points, if they're only doing six point goes, yeah. that isn't a multiple of six. <laughs> so they did a kick a at one of six, point. And I don't think it's a multiple of seven either. Hold on. Well, maybe they did a combination of... Yeah, at some point, <laughs> they scored an extra point. Good for them. And that makes sense or because... Or they did safeties. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That or, I mean, it also makes sense that their kicker would also be just as incompetent at Doug as Doug. Yeah. So he would only kick off uh, only every once in a while, right? Well, it shows that a bunch of the players on the Bluffington team now have broken limbs and they're just like walking around in a med bay. <laughs> yeah. While Coach Spitz yells traitor at them. <laughs> yeah. Get in there, you big baby! Bunch of sissies! Oh, walking off! Trainer! Just like you did to Patty, right? Yeah. Good, psychotic, uh. That's how all coaches are. Yeah. Yeah. This is exactly the same attitude they used to when they're like teaching you math. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, traitor! You got an F! (laughs) How dare you betray me, the number six? Yeah. It would also be great if Patty would be like, Coach, it's, you know, it happens because her foot is also... You know what? Patty's foot probably broke in the previous match. Probably. It probably wasn't just something else. It was probably the previous football game. (laughs) And Spitz was like, traitor! You failed me for the last time, Patty's femur. (laughs) Executes it. God... Well, it turns out that they're down so many players, they're about to forfeit. And so Doug says that he'll go in. Doug instantly dies. Kinda. Because he says it was one of the dumbest things he's ever done in his life. Perhaps the dumbest. Yeah, the only the only <laughs> thing I can fault this episode for is, like, Doug just is like, oh, I'll go in, and then doesn't they don't really, like, establish a reason why or set up that he's, like, being, perse- like, he's using perseverance. It's just like, oh, we need him to do it. Let's go. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, I guess it's that he sees that it's either he goes in or they forfeit right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's like, this is I guess I have to do it. But I guess he'd already been kicked off the team by Spitz. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, hmm. We yeah, so maybe this if, is the only thing I can fault the episode for, really. And that's pretty good. That uh, minor of a thing. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's <laughs> fucking upsetting the balance of this whole podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right? Man. Well, Doug, even though it's it's also strange to me that, like, Doug says that this has to be the dumbest thing he's ever done, because Doug has done a lot of dumb things in this show, mm. right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Doug, he, he, he goes to try and tackle Percy Femur after Percy Femur takes the ball, and he starts just, like, reciting advice that either Coach Spitz has said or that he read in the book. He starts reciting stand tall, squeeze tomatoes, and compensate for the wind as he holds on to Percy. We need to describe how his, his 
tackle attempt looks because it's very <laughs> funny. <laughs> yes. He runs at him, misses him by a country mile, grabs onto his waist, and is like flying behind him like a bad guy holding on to superman's cape yes <laughs> yeah he's like basically a windsock behind yes. <laughs> behind percy it's very like, funny he's like Dude, wiggling it, right it's like anticlimactic because he's like setting up setting up setting up oh i missed right <laughs> so that's good right i mean yes, it's more I like it. it's so it's, funny it's more good actual comedy it's bits. a visual gag in the cartoon yeah. dog and then they don't explicitly call out that they don't talk about for 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. They it's just show it. You see that it is funny a thing is happening. We don't have to hit you with a fucking sledgehammer for it. Right. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't cut back to Skeeter going, "Wow, he's holding on to Percy Beamer." <laughs> which they would have done in any other episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, well, then Doug remembers he uses his wits, like you guys are saying, and he tells Percy that his shoelaces are untied. And then Percy spikes the ball on the ground and ties his shoes. (laughs) Causing a fumble, and Doug picks it up and starts running. Quailman bargained with (laughs) Robofemur. God. So, and then he takes the ball and he starts running down the field. And right before he gets massacred by the entire other team, he pitches it to Chalky. But he passes it forward, negating the touchdown. (laughs) True, but on the other hand, considering the ref is the vice principal for Bluffington, I think the ref is pointedly not noticing. Yeah, no, that counts as a lateral. Shut up. Right, right, right. I think, yeah, definitely. So... He throws it to Chalky, and also this is nice, too, because in this moment, Doug is thinking about how he's going to be scoring a touchdown, and he, like, thinks about that. He says that. He's like, oh, my God, I'm going to score a touchdown, and then he says it's not—he, like, thinks to himself, it's not all about me, but he doesn't explicitly say that. He just pitches Mm -hmm. it to Chalky without, like, making this grand moralization of, like, I'm on part of a team. He just realizes it's the smart play. Right. Yep. Realizes, mm-hmm. wait, I'm about to be destroyed. I should give up the ball to Chalky, who was the other free safety question mark. Don't worry about it. But like my point is, is that he's so much less sniveling than he is in every other episode, right? True. In every other episode, he'd think to himself and be like, but I want to score the touchdown. And then it would be this big point of moralization of like, oh, it's okay if you're not the star, right? Whereas in this case, it's just taken as a given that he would be a decent teammate and human, Uh (laughs) right? Yeah. Though I still, I really wanted that, like, it's a shame that this is probably before it happens, but this just reminded me of my single favorite football play of all time, the Keith Trailer interception, which is when a defensive lineman for the Bears got a interception due to a tragic series of events by the other team, and you watch as a guy who has been very carefully hired for the fact he is many, many pounds and does not have to go fast just starts rumbling down the field. He's desperately trying to give the ball away to any of his teammates, but no, they have formed the defensive cage around him. <laughs> Damn it, they're going to get him this touchdown. <laughs> yes. Look, we gotta, what, we gotta follow the bit through. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you gotta do it. Sadly, eventually they do tackle him at like the 10-yard line, but there's just these beautiful close-ups of his face as he's just like, oh god, I've been more pain than I've been in my whole life. This is the best thing ever. Right. 
<laughs> well, Doug pitches it to, to Chalky and then gets piled on by the entire team and Chalky scores. R.I.P. Doug, you died for the best of all possible causes, football. R.I.P. Doug, you never scored. (laughs) (laughs) And this is signified because Bone pulls out a fucking blunderbuss and Uh fires it in the air. In celebration, he executes the opposing player's coach. (laughs) He fucking shoots a gun in the air. I, too, have never scored. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what Bone is signifying here? Yes, that's what the the musket is. My penis. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I just fire it off into the air willy-nilly. Anyway, so Patty (laughs) cheers. We're firing all weapons in celebration. (laughs) And Patty cheers for Doug. Yay, Doug. Yay, Doug. You're finally dead. Ah, shit. (laughs) He's crawling out from out of the pile. Never mind. Yes, Doug crawls out from under the pile of opponent players and then is immediately piled on by fans. And Doug says, he just says, I think maybe the moral. Even though we didn't win the game. No, 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 no. It sure felt like we did. Maybe I wasn't a kicker, but at least I stuck in there. I mean, all right, right. that's fine. I'll do it. I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. And Spitz says something about how you're my boy with the golden, the golden, well, the golden something. <laughs> this uh, this reminds me, it's sort of off topic. There is, there was a documentary about a ISD, an independent school district football team that was near mine. It wasn't mine, but it was near mine. It was a very, it's a very famous one. I'm not going to say it. It's not dox me. <laughs> but the my New team, England Patriots. My team is in the documentary, but the only reason we're in the documentary is because. It was the one time we beat this fa- like good famous football team, and we didn't shake their hands afterwards. So, <laughs> that's the only reason we're in it. It's because, because we didn't shake assholes. Their- yeah, because we were assholes. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's Amazing. so funny. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> that's great. Wait, are you in this documentary? I don't think so. The oh, team, man. I, I, I never played for the varsity team, and I think it was the varsity team. Yeah, the credit for perfect hairless orb is for somebody else. Credit laughing man in background, (laughs) (laughs) laughing man in background holding two hot dogs. (laughs) The one who told them not to shake their hands. (laughs) 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 Fucking internet troll to be. It says in the credit. (laughs) The worst child whom we all despise. (laughs) Hot dog hands in brackets afterwards. Oh, man. Well, yeah, so I guess that's the moral, is that perseverance is good. (laughs) Perseverance is good, and even if you aren't good at one thing, you might be good at something else. Okay, good. Yeah, good job. They say perseverance is good, and Doug persevered. It's not just something that came out of nowhere. (laughs) It relates to the episode. (laughs) What the hell? I'm so broken. (laughs) Also, the last line from Coach Spitz is... I want you to take those tomatoes home and get rough with them. I mean a mean squeeze. Yeah. One must celebrate appropriately one's moral victory. <laughs> yes, sir. He does that immediately after telling Doug that he's his boy with the golden something. <laughs> God. So, yes. Yeah. So yeah, best episode ever. <laughs> yeah. The moral was good. The subtext was extremely uh 
and the animation, like, generally speaking, actually adequate episode of Doug. It sucks, and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I want the bad ones. Where's the haircut adventure? Give me the garbage. Where is yeah. the football-kicking robot that Tank presents? <laughs> yes. Where is the part where Doug learns a lesson that has nothing to do with anything and then talks shit on the one good person in the episode? <laughs> it did at least have, you should try to learn how to kick a football but don't actually ask anybody who's ever kicked a football. Just try to learn it from books. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, good. Well, unfortunately, this is this guy. Yeah, Sam said that it might be another episode that this guy wrote, but I only see him credited on one thing on the entire wiki. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> well, and that means that we're back to the garbage next episode. Fantastic. I'll be much happier then. Oh. Well, all right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Show feet, sweetie. Football!